Hey there, gentle listeners. I'm your surfer dude host, Duncan James McKay, ripping a curl. And with me shredding vert is Bronson Cornelis. And of course, over there in the corner is Tanner J. Albertson with his rollerblades on and grooving to some nasty disco. And that makes this HQ the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Everyone. I guess it does, yeah. That yes. makes this the podcast. Look <laughs> <laughs> those skates, man. Dude, I'm just you with your shirt off and your six pack in the ocean, you know, just like sun glistening mm. off your olive skin. It's oh yeah, I have abs it's too. It's quite the sight, everybody. I don't usually have abs, but I have abs. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, hey, hey, I got a stuff of the day for you today. Dude, hit me with it, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. Okay, I don't know where I saw this, but you know, deja vu, right? Sure. Everybody yeah. knows deja vu. We don't really know what it is. It's probably just a mini brain aneurysm as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But that kind of leads into this. Something that I found called, I'm going to call it Hamaisvu. How, wh- how would you pronounce that? I think it's French. I think it's Jamaisvu. Jamaisvu. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, it's often described as the opposite of deja vu. And it involves a sense of eeriness to the observer's impression of seeing the situation for the first time despite rationally knowing that they have been in that situation before. like So it'd be like seeing your family and feeling like you're meeting them for the first time, even though you're like, well, I know they're my family. Yeah, okay. You know? So this is often associated yeah. with like kind of like brain issues, like aphasia, amnesia, epilepsy, stuff like that. That's kind of scary. I feel like this happens to me a lot. <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to say. I was gonna, like, I feel like this has happened to me before. But... Not not as often as deja vu. Sure. Yeah. No. I'm. I feel that. Do you have an example of when this has happened to you, or like? I, uh, I mean, kind of like. It, I'm I'm guessing what this is talking about is something that you you've done a lot, and then all of a sudden, like you try and do it again, you're like, what What am I doing? How do I do this? Yeah. You know. Or like forgetting names that you've known your whole life, like Dude, know, I, yeah. your siblings or something. Yeah. You know, that happens to me. Yeah, I think you're messed up, Duncan. Uh, I think you got some, some bolts loose up there. I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have uh, to even talk about this to, <laughs> to go into that. Right? Anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time bringing up, like, a time where this has actually happened to me, though. Yeah. But could you bring up a time where you, like, remember deja vu? Not really. I mean, kind yeah. of, but same type thing. Actually. Okay. I've I've had... So, I'm, I've, I feel like I've... I've had some weird deja vu where like I've had the three of the same kind of deja vu once in high school, once after high school, like, yeah. What do you mean the same kind? Like the same instance? Like the same, I saw the same thing. And the first time I was like, whoa, deja vu. The second time I was like, whoa, deja vu. Only it was slightly different. And then the third time I had come home from Germany and it was the same exact place and time, just different. Di- like different people Weird. talking, and I could remember like when I saw it. Yeah, I think that was all brain fart. Like, I mean, from from what I can tell, from what I researched into this, scientists are like, it's nothing. It's <laughs> you're it's fine. There's nothing paranormal. You're not seeing <laughs> visions. You're not a prophet. Get over yourself. It's your brain. Take an ibuprofen and call me in the morning. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Take a gummy vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> Flintstone. <laughs> okay. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to just talk yeah. about or bring up because I thought it was so interesting. You know the scream, the yeah. painting with like the the, g- the ghostly face on it. Uh, 
I have this little screenshot from the Wikipedia page on it. Uh, artist Edvard Munch. Did I say that right? Maybe. Perfect. I don't know. Right 1893 on. it was painted. Duncan, do you want to tell us the uh, the medium, the type? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually an oil temperat pastel crayon on cardboard. Cardboard. Did you know that? I did not know that. What Isn't that heck? crazy? It's on cardboard. It's on cardboard. And it... Like, now that you say that, like, kind of the hue... It makes sense, makes yeah. Sense. Dude, it's wow. on... Co- it's... <laughs> that's a very famous painting. I mean, as far as, like, pop culture in the modern world goes. I mean, it's in everything. And yet, literally any toddler on the planet could probably do that <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm looking at you, Edward. Lynch, I'm surprised Ed you don't Bob see, like, a... Like a Home Depot or like a Lowe's logo under that box or something like just something, you know, like kind of peeking through just a label. Or yeah, <laughs> movers are us, yeah. you know. Amazon. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what the heck? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I kind of wanted to just just say that. So what's the tie between this and Jamais Vu? Uh, there is none. There is none. Oh, okay. this is just a random. Yeah, I just, oh, <laughs> sorry. It was like directly underneath it, so I was like... He probably like had deja vu when he. No, painted. I just saw it and I was like, dude, I had no idea. I had to put it in. The painting is the right word. I'd say scribbled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't. It's, dude, I think it's really good capturing of the expression of like a scream of like terror, a fear, whatever it is. And it's so simple. It's just like a little yeah. like gourd with some eyes and two like like sausage hands mm. around the side of it. But it, I don't know. It does a good job. Totally. And uh, I mean,. I noticed like the waves in it too. Like it almost looks like the background's wavy or something. Like when you're screaming, it's not like your vision is that clear. It's like all your mental yeah, capacities channeled cool. into producing a horrible noise. Okay, I don't know why we're still talking about this, but one thing I do like about it is you know the, see the railing behind the guy, straight like hard lines, very good. Yeah. But like there's no horizon line. It's just like this wave, yeah. and it like it's not straight. I don't know. I just that's interesting. It's good. It's a good, it's good painting that shows expressionism, in my opinion. On Agreed. cardboard. Agreed. Anybody, anyone can cook. D- despite me throwing tons of shade, you know, about toddlers being able to draw this, <laughs> it's a classic. And yeah, I think it is. This guy will be remembered a lot longer than I ever will. So there. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, Duncan. Yeah. Um, let's get into something. I have no idea what this first hard question thing is all about, so why don't you just lay it on me? Okay. Um, Bronson, have you ever wished for something? Uh, yeah, I think I have. I I actually distinctly remember like wishing upon a shooting star once for Lego sets when I was younger because I like, wanted a bunch of Legos. And did, did you get it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's sad. Okay, yeah, that kind of kills my, my whole question. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I mean, there's a lot of like mixed thoughts about this topic, and it's, it's kind of hippy-dippy in some ways, but in some ways it's also kind of scientific. I don't know. There's... So w- what we're talking about here, just so that the listener can cue in on this, mm-hmm. is positive affirmation or positive manifestation. Okay. Attra- law of attraction is basically what it is. So like you visualizing something and it coming to pass? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, perfect. We're done. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, 
how do you feel about that, Bronson? Just before you know, we get into, like, what's your first impression? Hmm. Well, I kind of it like leads me down the path of like the people who are so crazy and strong about their goals. Like, they're like, you have to have a goal every second, every moment. You have to be thinking about that goal. You have to be shooting towards that goal. You wake up, you think about it, you eat breakfast, thinking it. You know, like it's it's your whole life. It consumes you, and eventually you'll reach that. And I think for a lot of people that that does come to pass, that manifests itself. Um, like a lot of entrepreneurs start out with nothing, and sure. every day they just grind, and they get eventually to where they want to be someday. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to me? Shooting I, for that vision, yeah. right? Yeah. But I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, although Jim Carrey, who is mm-hmm. a huge advocate for positive affirmation, positive okay. manifestation, his he actually... His life story is just kind of a crazy story in general. It like really is, yeah. He was homeless at one point, and like, and he's from Canada. Uh, weirdest of all. Doesn't his dad play the saxophone like really well? Yeah, yeah. But like, he was worried he wouldn't be able to make a living on it, so he just went and got like a day job and like, yeah, almost quit his dream basically, it something w- like that. Well, he did. He he ended up kind of putting saxophone to the curb and like. Went and became uh, an like accountant a or a banker, yeah, an yeah, accountant. something like that. And he lost his accountant job eventually, and just it just ruined. Oh, it. that's right, that's his story. And so Jim Carrey was like, "You you can fail at something you don't like, so you might as well do something you do like, right?" Mm-hmm. This is all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, you know it's way better to fail at something that you love rather than fail at something you hate. Because mm-hmm. you, know? you can fail either way. Yeah. I mean, it's it could happen. I mean, nothing hurts worse than, like, putting your dreams aside for something that you just absolutely desti- despise only to have that not work out. Right. You know, that's, like, my biggest fear in yeah. life right there. <laughs> um, but, there, you know, th- so that's that's Jim Carrey's take on this. Okay. Elon Musk mm-hmm. is pretty anti-positive manifestation. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, to a certain extent. You okay. know, he, he believes in having goals and vision and okay. stuff like that. but. He is, you know, he's well known for saying that it's it's a bad idea to dream for things that you don't have, or especially for things that are just impossible. That's really interesting. I would have taken him as a guy who would be like a huge advocate for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But so I I saw interview after interview of like things that he just repeated, just this theme that he he loves to preach, Mm -hmm. and that's don't dream too crazy like dream within reason which i guess makes sense but for <laughs> elon musk like which is crazy to think about because you watch his early interviews after he he's not the founder of tesla by the way he bought tesla you watch his early interviews of him talking about the company and becoming the ceo actually i don't think he bought it no he did buy it anyways he became the ceo of tesla mm-hmm. and he like has all these ideas of like by this year we'll be making this many cars electric cars and people and like the interviewers are just like dude seriously like that's never gonna happen mm-hmm. so to us it seems like you know wishful thinking almost like this positive affirmation type thing but for him he went through it and figured out that this was a realistic goal that he could reach this point yeah i think that's that's the dividing line is for him it's not a dream it's reality yeah. whether it's happened you know wh- whether it's currently happening or not like he's insistent on his dream. And, you know, the craziest thing about that is he's been fairly right so far with most of his stuff. Oh, yeah. So when you think about his goals coming up, it kind of makes me a little excited. 
excited. A little excited. A little excited. <laughs> <laughs> little yes. But uh, yeah, so it it's interesting. I the way that I feel about this after learning a bit about it is yes. I want 100% advocating like dreaming and dream big. Yeah. Like it especially for something that like no one's ever done. Yeah. If, but also don't set the hard work aside. Like don't just let the dreaming do the the heavy lifting. Like you got to out there. You got to go out there and like do the work, you know. Okay. So you're you're an advocate for for manifestation to a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Not not unrealistic. Sure. Yeah. Positive realistic what's the word? Manifestation mm-hmm. or affirmation. Yeah. Yeah, is that good? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I hate it. No, just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> um, but I think what the way that I think this concept works is you have to be so consumed by the idea mm-hmm. that it no longer becomes a dream like Elon Musk, you know, where it, it turns into something that becomes you, you know. Right. Jim yeah. Carrey wrote a $10 million check for himself mm-hmm. and gave himself a five-year deadline. And at the time, he was just kind of like a little low-scale comedian actor. And then he went and saw a medium. like, uh, And the medium said, you're about to do three films that are going to be very, very successful. And he was like, this is it. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, he filmed The Mask, like A Dumb and Dumber, and then... Was it Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura, something like that. And got that $10 million. Yeah. And so, I mean, like... So, there, yeah, there's some... It holds a little bit of water. But not too much. Scientifically, (laughs) you know, wishing upon a star is wishing upon a star, but... Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be the grandest thing ever. It can be tiny stuff. Sure, yeah. Like, every day, I'm like, man, I really really got to get to the store to buy some Swedish fish. And I was thinking about it like every day. And you know what happened, Duncan? My sister bought me Swedish fish for Christmas. You're kidding me. It's true. Is that real? Yeah, it's Whoa. real. I got the bag in my room. I'm still chowing down on them. That's what I'm talking about. So, D- Did you ask for it? No. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that right there. But, I mean, however small you might think that is, that is the concept. Sure. Just I, I wish I could have just saved that wish and applied it to something a little bigger, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my three-wish genie is gone now. <laughs> it's got to have something to do with, like, <laughs> brain waves, I think, right? Like, like you're emitting brain waves to tell somebody mm-hmm. or some the things around you that you want them to work yeah. together in some fashion. Yes. Eh. Like, I'll aim my brain waves at my boss all day and say, like, Raise, <laughs> raise, you know. I know you're thinking about raise all day long. Ah, nice. <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> That's for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking about raise. This is raises, raisins, razors, Dollar Shave Club, all day long. <laughs> Bic razors and raise. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I think Tanner had some thoughts on positive affirmation. But I don't really want to give him any time to no. talk in this podcast. Sit back down in your chair, Tanner. Nope, you give me that microphone. Yeah, he d- like he did the whole thing where he like your sp- your spine kind of like cocks up a little bit. You're like, oh yeah, like what? You know, me, my turn? Yeah, no, Tanner. Sit we don't down. have. We, we don't didn't have call time. on you. Yeah, we don't have time for you, Tanner. Uh, if you want to talk to us, Tanner, you can write to us at 
Hard questions podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was great. Do you have anything else to say about positive affirmation, Duncan? No. Nothing. Try it. Try it. Try it on a small scale. Try it on a large scale and write to us and let us know how it goes. Yeah. That Okay. I like that. I like that. Duncan. Yeah. You want to revisit something for the third time, I think. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, forgive me, but I when we first talked about this, I'm pretty sure it was it was one of the earlier episodes, and I think it was how do women work? Actually, maybe. Maybe. And yeah. Why do women? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about it two or three episodes ago, one episode ago. I don't really remember. Yeah. We're talking about it again. Yeah. Because Duncan's just fascinated. Okay. Well, I've come up with some new. Like, interesting things about your Adam's apple. Yeah, there it is, people. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on it. <laughs> I did not feel very satisfied with the last answer I shared about this topic, so I'm going to try again. Okay. Right. All right, I'm ready for you. Give me all your research. I got it. So, the structure of the Adam's apple. Okay. There's a bone at the very top, so... You can look at mine. There's like that little pokey outy thing. Mm-hmm. It's above that. Okay. And if you park right up in there, you can feel uh, it. I just like choked myself by pushing oh. on it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, I think you can feel it a lot better from like the side. But anyway, that bone is called the hyoid bone. Mm. And it actually turns out that it's a pretty important bone for scientists to have studied it, specifically like evolutionists. Okay. Because um, and linguists as well, because they're trying to track when humans first developed the ability to s- to oh, speak. Okay, that's fair. For for advanced speech, mm-hmm. it had you know it had something to do with the brain. It had something to do with the vocal cords. And what they're finding is, you know, they they found these remnants, these human bones, specifically these hyoid bones that were, you know, a, a specific shape. They're wider and and they allow more room for I think air, more movement from the vocal cords okay. themselves. So, which, you know, they, they attribute to a higher range of vocalization, whereas yeah. chimps have a very limited, like it's it's a smaller bone gotcha. than what the humans have. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm under the impression that most animals that can kind of talk, like parakeets and, and stuff like that, they, they don't have the same structure, the same hyoid bone, they actually just, like, use, like, their, their, um, like, their vocal airways, basically, to, like, make different sounds that sound like a human could be talking or, like, sound like they are saying, like a dog when you said, like, when a dog says, like, no, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not actually, it doesn't have, like, the same bone structure. Is that right? Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 you know. The so we're, pr- we're pretty unique in, in that aspect. It, it, yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Although I think most animals do have a hy- hyoid bone mm-hmm. um, or some variation of it, um, you know. But it's for making just like one or two different mm-hmm. <laughs> simple, simple vocalizations. Sure. Okay. Um, or their their vocalizations are so complex and, and minute that we haven't been able to figure them out, and they're actually just talking to each other like normal. Exactly. Uh, you know, I bet that is the case. I think in in uh, probably a lot of species, yes. I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. It's key, man. <sighs> yeah, man. All right, keep going. Sorry, I totally yeah. interrupted you. No, there. it's all good. I basically, the last thing I wanted to say is, like, 
Your depth of voice doesn't seem to be determined by the Adam's, you know, Adam's apple size, but rather the larger capacity makes it possible for more chord movement. And hence, okay, so depth of voice—that's voice. like like absolute, like how deep your voice mm-hmm. is, like tonally. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, is th- the capacity for you know larger movements within you know with your vocal cords? Mm-hmm. So having a big Adam's apple can help with that, but it doesn't necessarily, you know. That's why ensure. some some females could have deeper voices and some males have higher voices. Sure, right? yeah. It, it's all about genetics, like how your vocal cords are built and also, like, the space in there. Do, we, I mean do we have a hard question attached to this? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, well, the, the original hard question was what the freaking heck are Adam's apple even for? Right. Adam's apples. Oh, okay. So we're just answering it, you know, months to years later. That's right. Excellent. I think it was the How Do Women podcast. No, maybe I don't know. It was one of those earlier ones, those dark days, you know, that we don't talk about. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. What's the question here? We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) Um. Yep. Duncan, Mm -hmm. do you remember uh, like? A little bit ago, we talked about nouns of assemblage. Yes. Um, a lot of people haven't heard of this, so let's talk about it real quick. Okay. Um, basically, it was a book. We like books. Yes. And it's a basically a 15th century list of quote-unquote proper terms. Um, and there's a book. Cont- it's a book called of Saint Albans. I don't. I don't understand that. Like, is is that like an actual saint and he wrote it or is it the book of St. Albans? Like that's like his general book and there's more stuff. And I don't really understand what that's all about, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> essentially a noun of assemblage is like saying a murder of crows. I think that that one's pretty popular. Yeah. I feel like, but there's a lot of these, man. Oh yeah. Oh, some of these are so good. <laughs> Dude, I want to like read all of them, but we don't, I mean, that'd be stupid. Um, but another common one, a bunch of bananas, like, what makes it a bunch instead of, you know, a murder of bananas mm-hmm. or a group of bananas. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, and bananas has another one. It's called a hand, a hand of bananas. Oh. Did you see that? I didn't. Is that it's on here? It's under H, I thought. Oh, it might be. Okay. Yeah. I was just looking at B for a second there. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff like a clutch of eggs. A, a gaggle of geese. A colony of ants is a really popular one. That one makes yeah. sense. Or bee colony. I guess yeah. Too. I love this one. Okay. A flange of baboons. A flange. A flange. Dude, when I think of flange, man, I'm getting ready to weld, you know? Like yeah, man. <laughs> you just flange it up. Dude, one of my favorites is gam of whales. <laughs> like gammy gam gams, you know? Like, <laughs> love that. That sounds like such a British thing. Like yeah. Fish and chips, a gam of whales. Ga- <laughs> well, this is British. Yeah. Yeah, so. Touche. Because yeah. there are no American saints, let's be honest. No. There never have been. Especially not writing books like this. Yeah. <laughs> the most well, British Well, book. this book was written, uh, it was like a how-to book about hunting, fishing, falconry, and like, quote-unquote again, tough stuff. Wow. So it was like a manly man's book nice. from 1486. It's like rub mud on your chest. Yes. It's the first page. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, if you want to, if you want to sound like a man when you're out hunting, uh, you gotta call it a pod of dolphins. 
I don't know why you'd be hunting dolphins, but they came up with all of these things. And it's not just animals. Like, they came up with uh, uh, nouns of assemblage for, like, uh, boys and girls, too. Mm-hmm. I think the, the girl one is a bevy of girls, and the woman one is different. I don't know what it is. It's on here somewhere. Girls. So, a girl named Beverly, Bevy, is just a group of girls, girl. Yeah. Girl. That is group of girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real original. A perversion of sailors. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were talking about. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> that was purely intentional. Dude, there's there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of like um, ones that are the same, like a school of dolphins, a school of fish, a school of whales. Mm. can all be like the same thing. Um, a bridge of admirals? A bridge of admirals. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They even have a stench of zombies in here. I didn't know there were zombies in the 1400s. A stench? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there were zombies in the 1400s? I mean, I think I think zombie folklore goes back quite a ways. I think it's I think it's pretty rooted in like Jewish culture or something like that. So Th- I don't know. This is I an mean, interesting one. A yeah. superfluity of nun, uh, of nuns. A superfluity. Yeah. And superfluity means the quality or state of being su- superfluous. Overflowingness, something superfluous as luxury. <laughs> yeah, the collective noun in a group of nuns. Dude, I don't. W- nobody's listening at this point. No. But I just love these things, man. They're so funny. Or a trunk load of clowns, or a nest of clowns. That's so. That's a nest of clowns. Oh, yeah, that's funny stuff. Anyways, Duncan. Yeah. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. <laughs> We've been <laughs> rambling on about nothing. Let's take a break, real quick. Sounds good. Do you have hours and hours on your hands for making who knows what? Well, check out Classic Basket Classes online today at ClassicBasketClasses.com. Call now or order online for your purchase. Hard Podcast, yeah. And we're back. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you signing up for classes, Bronson? I don't think we're getting any money for that one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we're getting sued. <laughs> good plug. Is that right? Yeah. Is there a noun of assemblage for ads? Um, a personification of ads. Uh, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm cutting you off. Okay, Duncan. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, you have a huge setup for us. Yeah. About something... That we talked about in another episode, which this seems to be the the theme of this episode is talking about other episodes. <laughs> what we didn't do well last time. Yeah. We mm-hmm. do better. Well, we, uh, if that's the case, we're going to be here a long time. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. It's all right. Do you want to read the Would You Rather? Uh, sure. I'll read it. And it'll kind of set up what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is probably the most... Uh, deep would you rather i think we've ever asked because normally we talk about stuff like would you rather have crayon fingers or chicken nugget nose or something like that right (laughs) yeah would you rather have the universe be an infinite nesting doll of complex levels or have what we see be what we see and that's all there is Mm. Hmm. that's there's a lot of that. i'm sure some people are skipping back and by some people i mean the two people that listen to us they're skipping back to re-listen to what i just said because i'm not saying it again 
Perfect. And that's all we're going to say. We're done. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just, I'm uh, so so what does all this stem from, Duncan? What is what, what is this? It it stems from the idea that like are we are is our universe part of a solid thing? Like an atom is a part of a collective group of atoms that makes up a solid thing. Well, that's true, yes. Yes. So the question is, does it keep going? Yes. Are is it infinite? Yes. Are we the quarks in the the atom in the thing, which is the solar system, which is makes up a larger thing like a marble on Men in Black? Exactly. Or a green glass door. Or a green glass door. Yes. Or is it just, or does the universe extend as far as we can see, and that's it? That's all that exists. It, well, something that's really hard to think about is, you, so the universe is expanding, right? Mm-hmm. And it started out in nothingness, according to science. Like, it's just like nothing, as in something, right? Yeah. It's expanding, which gives reason to the fact that outside of our something, there's nothing. Right. But what what does nothing look like? Is it just an empty black room? Or is it our speck of dust, which is our universe sitting or falling rather through down to the ground of another planet which is, you know, infinitely larger than us? Maybe what they mean by nothing. It's just like a really rude way of addressing like some guy out there with his shirt off, like picking his <laughs> belly button. Flint. And we're just in that belly button. Yeah. And they're like, out there is just not even worth knowing. Some guy eating potato chips and cleaning his belly button. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. This is kind of why I, t- I, de- I termed it, I, I, I now have assemblaged it, the Russian nesting doll. It's perfect. I yeah. think it's pretty good. The nesting, it's because you think of like the nesting doll, you have like the same um, structure um, with varying detail. That's an interesting p- part. Um, like getting smaller and smaller within itself, right? Right. So it's like almost if you could have an atom that looked like a nesting doll, and then you like go up into like a cell that looks like a nesting doll, a- and then like a, a microorganism, which is made up of those cells, which is made up of those atoms, that looks like a nesting doll, and it keeps going up and up until you have one in your hand, which a bunch of tiny ones inside of it. Well, what if our Earth was a nesting doll, and there's our universe was also a nesting doll, and then, you know. Yeah. When does it stop? Precisely. Does it? Can it? Would it? Will it? Okay, I'm out of them. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> shant, I, shant it? Shant it? <laughs> well, what would it mean? In, in, in either case, what would that mean? So if it was just us, just our universe, what would that mean? I mean... Like like we're alone? Cause or right, like, like yeah. it's not, we're not like some speck in some guy's belly button is what you're saying. Right, yeah. Like, it, does it just mean we're the only ones that are alive, you know, in this universe, and we're just kind of drifting until we die? Hmm. Or are there infinite amount, like, infinite number of universes like ours beyond what we can perceive and see physically or, you know, using electronics or whatever, way beyond the ca- our capacity to see, beyond... The speed of light that, you know, the the range of speed of light, because the universe is expanding. We can see out like two billion light years or something like that, mm-hmm. but no further. 
because that's as far as the Big Bang. As light has traveled since the Big Bang. Bang. Mm -hmm. That was your nickname in high school. The Big Bang? Yeah. <laughs> More like the Big Pain. <laughs> right? No, it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to grasp, but personally, I don't think we're alone out there. Uh, no, no way. But as far as like the the universe having a limit and then just dropping off into nothingness, so 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 far far away. And like you said, light is the reason we use light years is because it's the fastest thing we know of. Like oh yeah, there's nothing faster that we can perceive that's faster than that us. we can perceive. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What if like a fart could travel faster than that? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about like? Hot flashes when you fart in a classroom, you know. What? It just, it's just <laughs> the reaction. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay, so here's one thing I w I was thinking about. Yeah. So your brother brought this up mm -hmm. a little bit. Big dog. Big dog B. Uh, big dog B. His nickname in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this universe that we're in is is like a model almost of of okay let me rephrase that the universe around us is a model of the world around us so the world around us we have smaller things that group together make up bigger things right like mm -hmm. um cells in your body make up your body or cells in your body make up your organs which make up your body right right there's like these levels um and as far as we can tell basically the atom the parts of the atom are like the smallest that we can think of but mm -hmm. The parts between the atom, there's a lot of space between the parts between the atom, right? Mm -hmm. But they're so small, it seems like there's no space between them. That's why I can't, like, pass my hand through this wall is because, like, our atoms are hitting each other. Right. Yeah. Even though... There's still like, there's space here. I think scientifically, yeah. if you tried hard enough, you could, like, like, enough combinations of atoms lining up enough, which is just, like, so impossibly difficult, you could, like, begin to start passing mm -hmm. through something, but... We're not going to get into that. Right. It's, t it's the math is too complex for <laughs> our little minds to understand. Find Vsauce for that. He, he yeah, I think he has talked about that. Yeah. Um, okay, but that model is very similar to the model of our solar system, right? Right. Yeah. Where you have the sun, which is made up of a few things, and then like some stuff uh, rotating around it, right? Mm -hmm. And then that model can be seen in our galaxy, with like a like a center. And, like, things kind of, like, in the same gravity of it, rotating around it, kind of making it up. So, who's to say that there isn't some huge, giant, enormous being out there that's looking through a microscope and seeing a, a galaxy and thinking, wow, that's as small as it gets. There's an atom. And if that's the case, who's to say that the things that we're looking at under a microscope aren't, aren't galaxies? Perfectly said. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's some mind-blowing stuff yeah and we're gonna leave it there are we you don't have anything else to <laughs> say about that well i mean i just don't want to say too much cause okay because uh, next week i'd like to have you want to talk about this some more yeah. next week oh yes so we kind of talked about it in the last episode about does the universe have a conscience conscious conscience conscience yeah. conscience <laughs> did i say that right <laughs> conscience. Uh, um so, like, that kind of, I don't want to say it gives, like, credence to this thought. It almost goes against it, saying that, like, 
who we are and the way we are and the way we function makes us part of the universe and makes us like sentient of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if that's the case in, in this scenario of like the nesting doll of complexity with the universe, it doesn't really, I mean, at what point do you consider Does the crazy huge being who's looking at us under the microscope or does the atoms that we're looking at, it's actually a galaxy under there. What part of that, what level of that makes it alive? What part of that makes it a thing? I don't really, I don't necessarily think it does. I think it makes it more of a, a collective. Hmm. Maybe that's all I got. <laughs> collective. <laughs> well, maybe since like life on Earth is such a unique thing, maybe that's like something so scarce or, or so hard to measure. Because y you know, like imagine if you were looking at like a gluon, or a, is it lepton? Is that right? I think so. Gluons and leptons mm -hmm. or something like that. If you're looking at a gluon and you're trying to detect life on that gluon, the smallest we can perceive is a gluon. Mm -hmm. And even then, I don't think we And we think it's so simple. And it only does like one tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. Right? But imagine on that thing, that particle, there's something we've never encountered before. Right. Like life. Imagine you were looking, you were a huge being and looking down on a galaxy with like the most powerful equipment that you had and you could see like this galaxy and you could see it kind of like spinning around and rotating let's say or like combining or blowing up or whatever it was doing at the time and you'd say that is that galaxy's only purpose that's the only thing it does is it spins and when you put it next to that one that spins and that one that spins you have like this organism mm -hmm. and there it is so like us looking down through a microscope saying that like this only does one thing is kind of close-minded of us when we really just can't get deeper. Right. Like yeah. it could be its own thing. It mm -hmm. could be doing more things that are so, so much smaller than it. Like the, the, like a galaxy is so much bigger than us. It makes sense that, s that if somebody, s something saw us in the terms of the galaxy, they'd totally pl flash right by us. We're t so tiny, yeah. you know, it, like immeasurable. Yeah. You know? it, it, th there we go. That's what I was looking for. But then again, like maybe the fact that we're alive makes our impact bigger than we could ever know. Like we, we don't know. I don't know. Like Oh, that's beautiful, Duncan. I mean I, I don't know if it's true. We're we're very, very insignificant, you know. Oh in, dude. In the oh. scheme of things. I, I every day I wake up reminding myself how insignificant <laughs> I am. That's what drives me <laughs> I don't know. Like when I get to the top of a mountain, you know, I don't I feel like when I get up there, I'm not, like, beating my chest. I'm like, I conquered the mountain. I'm like, I'm on a mountain. You're like, pipsqueak. I'm teeny. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing is more humbling than than putting things into perspective just how truly small you are in comparison to a mountain, to the earth, to, you know, our solar system, the galaxy, the universe. But what about this? That. At the same time, thinking of how tiny and insignificant you are, being able to accomplish something. Like something that. great. Something great. Something amazing. Like sending a man to Mars. Exactly. I'm pretty sure they're doing that within like five years. Or they're planning on it at least. Didn't they, they just sent another... Well, Perseverance, yeah. yeah the new, the new probe. But, e that. but that's like more NASA oriented. Elon's like, I want to be there with people. You know, like chilling out. Smoking a fat stack, you know. <laughs> Which is scary because I thought that they were saying that the... The ground there is like toxic. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Kay. We got suits. 
and boats. Dude, we should be like the first on that flight and like podcast the whole way. Sure. Podcast broadcast. <laughs> okay. That's going to be our show. What, what I think is awesome is that yeah. the people that go there aren't coming back. They've already told them that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, have fun. You're, you're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Like Let us know what it's like out there. Start, you know, setting the, the groundwork for us and, you know, you'll be remembered forever. Before they like ship them off, they're like, here's a box of Twinkies. Eat them wisely. <laughs> <laughs> like one a year for the rest of your life. I think it's life. seven months to get there. Yeah, that sounds eight months, right. something eight like months. that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Duncan, have yeah. we rambled on long enough? I think so. But we do need to answer this question. Yes. Would you rather have the universe be the nesting doll scenario, or have it be just end of the universe, darkness, atoms are as small as it gets, universe is as big as it gets? I say bigger. Rus- Russian nesting dolls. Mm. I want to believe that there are other significant creatures out there just like us. Okay. For the sake of my brain computation, I'm going to go with just the size of the universe that we have now because I think it's plenty big already. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, who's to say that even if it was bigger than the universe that we could even see that far, you know, or... That's also a very good point. Like, (laughs) the fact that it exists doesn't really affect us. It's so... Like us directly, it might affect people like thirty billion years in the future, maybe. Yeah, that's if we true. Expanded out into that realm, <laughs> but that'll never happen in your lifetime. So you know, get over it. <laughs> All right. So if you have an Adam's apple, go ahead and write to us at hardquestionspodcast at gmail dot com, or hit us up at hardquestionsthepodcast on Instagram. For questions, comments, concerns, complaints, hopes, dreams. Perfect. Have a good weekend, everyone. See ya. Bye.